This is episode number 112 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you eliminate public speaking fear and become that 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 poised, confident speaker that you really want to be. Uh, on This is episode number 112, uh, and it, it just shocks me. Uh, the, the uh, I mean, every week we are growing and growing and growing. We're getting more and more people listening to the podcast downloading the um, or accessing the podcast notes. And when we have uh, handouts, you know, they're going on to our website and and accessing those. Um, feel free, by the way, uh, even though you, you may be one of those folks like I was when I listen to podcasts, I do it in my spare time and it comes up on my phone. And if I happen to be at the gym or or, um, you know, um, uh, driving somewhere, a long drive or something, I'll, I'll typically kind of pop in a podcast and a lot of times the the folks who are delivering the podcast talk about the additional resources that they have in association with the podcast, you know, the the notes and handouts and stuff like that. I don't talk about those much, but we have a tremendous amount of those on our website at fearlesspresentations.com. So if you're ever listening to one of the podcast episodes, and you're like, God, that sounded really good. I wonder how I can get more details about that. If you just go to fearlesspresentations.com and in the search bar, you know, just click the little uh, magnifying glass and type in the title of the podcast that you were listening to. Typically, the the podcast notes are around two thousand words every every single week. So I mean, there, there's a lot more detail on the podcast notes, so you can access that there. Um, while you're there, if you are interested in, in interested in attending one of our two day public speaking classes, uh, I, I you know I don't really talk a whole lot about all of the different components of the public speaking classes. You know, we a lot of times when folks have a nervousness about public speaking and they and they really just want to get better they want something really quick uh, they'll they'll look for a, a class to attend and they'll end up going to one of our two-day classes but that's not where it stops that's just the very beginning so in addition to the two-day public speaking class Every single one of our graduates, the people who are who have uh, gone through one of our programs, they get access to a whole year's worth of our online training. So the entire Fearless Presentations course is online. Uh, typically, if you if you just kind of purchase that that course outright, it's like six hundred bucks just for the for the uh, for the online version of the course. Well, if you attend one of our two day public speaking classes, you get that for free. In addition to that, you also get weekly webinars with me. I, I every Tuesday morning I come on and do a live webinar. Typically, it's only about 30 minutes or so, but it's a time where our graduates can refresh their memory on stuff that they learned in the class, learn some new stuff, uh, network with some of our other graduates and ask me questions along the way. So if they if something has come up in a, in a presentation that they want to uh, kind of improve on, then they can they can ask me questions about that on on the weekly webinar as well. So it's a fantastic 
option for for folks if you have that nervousness about public speaking. Uh, And that's available to everybody who attends one of our classes. Now, we've got classes coming up all over the United States and Canada. Uh, we, um, I know that we have classes coming up in, in February. I, I mean, rather than me just going through the whole list, I mean, we're in every major city. So if you're in Atlanta or Dallas or LA or San Francisco or Chicago or even, or Milwaukee or San Antonio or Columbus, Cincinnati, New York, Boston, Miami, Charlotte, you know, any of those, I know, I, I know there's a bunch of people out there going, Hey, you didn't say my city. I don't, we're probably there, you know, so go and look at fearlesspresentations.com, pull up the upcoming schedule and you'll see all the different classes that we have coming up. Um, on this episode of fearless presentations, uh, of the, uh, the podcast, we're going to talk about how to design presentations quickly and easily in 2020. This is, this was fun for me because, when I first started the Fearless Presentations podcast a couple of years ago, this was episode number three. So episode number one was actually a two-parter. It was it was about the 10 ways to reduce public speaking fear. And then in episode number three, we talked about how to design a speech or how to design a presentation, the, the, the philosophy behind what we do in Fearless Presentations. And it was a little bit different than what we teach in our two-day public speaking class because what tends to happen is when folks come through our public speaking class, uh, we, we tend to try to gear the teaching toward the types of presentations that most people are going to deliver in the business world because that's one of the main reasons why people come through the fearless presentations classes their, their their career is requiring them to speak more they want to be more comfortable they want to be more poised they want to get promoted or make more sales or whatever it is that that the public speaking confidence is going to do for them but every once in a while we'll get folks that will come to the class and they have different types of presentations that don't really fit the 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 key kind of strategy that we give people in fearless presentations. Like for instance, uh, in the last couple of years, I've had a few people that have gone through the class because their their um, uh, their child is getting married and they have to deliver a toast at a wedding. Well, I mean that doesn't really fit the types of presentations that we that we uh, organize in fearless presentations. But uh, the the so what I did was when I created the the um, the third podcast back a couple of years ago. Uh, podcast number three, it was really about the the philosophy behind the types of public speaking, tr- the the speeches anyway, the presentations that we help people design. And I went back, I was I was doing a webinar with my with my graduates just in the last couple of weeks, or actually this week, this past week, and it, the and it was a it was basically covering some of the material that I delivered anyway in that third podcast. And I went back just as a refresher and just listened to the podcast that I did a couple of years ago. And I'm like, holy cow, how much I've grown. I mean, I've been doing this for 20 plus years and I've learned a lot in the last 20 years, but I think I've learned even more in the last couple of years doing this podcast than probably what I have in 20 years of doing public speaking classes and training and being a professional speaker. So this podcast is really about the the changes that have occurred since I since we started the Fearless Presentations podcast and things that I've learned that we can add to the content that I delivered a few years ago. So if you 
If you're one of those folks that have been with us for years and have listened to every single podcast, then God help you. But I'm glad you're here. I am so glad you're you're loyal. That some of this stuff that I'm going to cover in today's episode might be uh, might be kind of old hat to you. But I think for most of us, this is going to be some pretty good content, some new content that you probably haven't heard before. So the title of this is How to Design Presentations Quickly and Easily, really. And basically, um, if, if you really want to know how to design presentations from start to finish in minutes versus hours or days, this is the podcast that you want to listen to. I mean, there are different types of presentations, by the way. Each each presentation, each different style, by the way, of, of presentation that's out there in the world, um, they, they have different purposes. So the correct number of bullet points that you put, that you cover in a presentation and the correct amount of content uh, that you include is really important depending on the type of purpose that you have for that presentation. The key rule, by the way, is to cover as many bullet points as you need to cover and absolutely no more. I mean, that's basically what we teach people to do in the fearless presentations class. Cover exactly the number of bullet points that you need to make your point and then cover no more than that. And uh, so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. And then Secondly, you want to add content to prove each bullet point until you're sure that the audience agrees with you and then you move on. So you don't beat each bullet point, you know, over and over, you know, for with tons of different content. You basically once you prove your point, you move on to the next the next content or next piece of the next bullet point anyway. So, um in this session or in this podcast, I'm going to cover how to determine what content which is, you know, basically how many bullet points are needed for each type of presentation that you might be asked to deliver. And if you follow the format, you can easily design your entire presentation very, very quickly and very easily. So the the the, the process of how to design a presentation quickly and easily, it, it it's really pretty simple. And, and sometimes when people are, I, I kind of mentioned this in the intro a little bit too, sometimes when people are looking into taking the two-day public speaking class, the fearless presentations class, they've got a, they've got a few big questions. Sometimes when we talk to them on the phone, they say, Oh, now wait a minute, Doug, you, you can, you are basically teaching a process that will help any person design any type of presentation for any type of industry. Right. And a lot of times we say, well, yeah, kind of, you know, pretty much. I mean, that's, that's really what we're doing. And, and and the, so the, once we kind of answer that question, I say, all right, so is it just going to be like a quote unquote generic presentation? You know, this this pres- this generic design format that's going to fit any presentation. And interestingly, the answer to the questions is both yes and no. Yes, we in, in our classes, we teach a structure that will help just about any person deliver any type of presentation in just about any industry. I mean, that's that's what we really strive to do. However, the presentations are definitely not generic. In fact, the way that we teach people how to design presentations is is they're they're actually much more specific than most presentations that you'll hear in the in the business world. And and most so so both of these statements are true because the process that we that we use that we teach in the class anyway is is it's just extremely flexible you can use it so different ways that's why we love it it took me years to master this and and once i got to the point where 
I could not only do it myself, but then teach other people how to do it. It was it was just one of those groundbreaking things, not only for the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations, but just for presentations in general, because nobody else was doing this. This was something that when we when we discovered it, it's 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 really simple. Anybody can design great presentations. And when you design great presentations, then that nervousness that most people feel when they deliver presentations goes down pretty dramatically because if you're delivering a really good presentation, that's easy. If you're trying to deliver a really crappy presentation then and you're nervous already, then that's going to make it harder. So that's why we spend quite a bit of time in our in our public speaking classes teaching people how to deliver how to design really good presentations so that makes it a whole lot easier for them to deliver those presentations as well. So when you design a presentation, uh, it's funny. I just came up with this analogy. I'm going to use this forever. I, I I think this analogy really, really fits. What you want to do is you want to picture the the entire presentation. It's a, the, the structure of it anyway, like one of those put together storage cabinet units. I was thinking about this because... Um, my my wife uh, is is really big in our kids' uh, booster club. She's president of the booster club, and uh, people were kind of breaking into the booster club's uh, area. Not breaking in, but you know, I mean, when they had lots of different keys, you know, lots of people at that school would have keys to the concession stand, and they would find that their candy and drinks and stuff like that were were kind of missing. And so what what we did was she went out and bought this this storage cabinet. It's one of those things you get at IKEA or Walmart or whatever. But it's got the two double doors, right? Two double doors that close. And then she put a padlock on it so that anything that somebody would be likely to steal, she's putting in that that locking cabinet. And when I was building this, that wasn't helping. My son and I were kind of putting this together for her. And when I was putting it together, I kind of noticed that they they had lots of different shelves that you could put in. And so you had you could really customize this. You can put in three shelves or four shelves or five shelves or one shelf or whatever. And and if you think about your presentation similar to a cabinet like that, it, it's really easy to understand uh, because the, the cabinet itself is the presentation. The shelves that are inside the unit, they represent the, the main items or the bullet points that you're going to cover in that presentation. And the interesting things that people want to see you know, the things that you would actually put on the shelf, those are what we call our impact ideas. These are the things that make your presentation more fun and more interesting. And the, so they're, they're kind of the what we call them sometimes the presentation enhancers. And in fact, uh, one of the podcasts that I did a while back was the seven presentation enhancers that will you know make your make your presentations kind of come alive. So you can if you have it, if you didn't hear that podcast you can go to fearlesspresentations.com. Just type in seven presentation enhancers. It'll come up in the search bar pretty easy. So basically the way that you want to, if you're thinking about your presentation like one of these cabinets, the prettier that your cabinet looks, the better your audience is going to like it. <laughs> so, so the prettier, the the better structure that you have there, the the more your audience is going to like your presentation. So these put together storage cabinets, they, like I said, they come with a number of those adjustable shelves. And technically you could cram a lot of shelves in this cabinet. I mean, eventually you'd, you'd run out of space if you just put shelves in there. But every time you add a new shelf into that, that customizable storage container, the space per shelf gets smaller. So if, like I said, if you only put one shelf in there, then you're basically going to divide that entire storage cabinet in half and, and um, you, you'd be able to store some pretty good sized things on those, those two shelves, the, 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 the shelf that you put in and then on the bottom. Uh, if you put in a, a, a second shelf in there, that means you're going to have three components, three areas now. 
So think about the shelves that you're putting in as, as your bullet points. And the problem that a lot of presenters make is that they, they think that people buy the cabinet to look at the shelves, right? So if you're following the analogy, it, it would be like saying, man, if I have a lot of bullet points, then my presentation is just going to be better, right? But that's like, like saying the more shelves that I have in, in the cabinet, the better the cabinet is. Well, who cares if I can actually store anything in it, right? So you kind of miss the purpose. If you focus on the bullet points, which is what a lot of people do when they're designing their presentations, you, you forget about the main purpose of the presentation, which is to get information and critical information across to people, the pretty things, right? That's the things that, that people want. So the presentation cabinet that we teach in Fearless Presentations is called, we call it the three-point talk. And, and it's really a flexible structure that can easily be adjusted based on the purpose of the presentation. And in class, we focus on designing the presentation around three important bullets. That's why I call it the three-point talk instead of a four-point talk or a two-point talk or a five-point talk. The reason why is that three points provides the most balance between the two different purposes of a presentation. And that is one, one purpose is to inform or to, to provide content. The second reason is to entertain or, or persuade basically, right? So the, the, there's entertainment value that has to be there. And when you do three points, it gives a, a nice little balance be, between the two. So um, if you like, so for instance, if um, the, if, if you, if you have too many bullet points, like if you put 10 bullet points in a presentation, then your presentation is going to be really boring. It's also going to be hard for you to deliver. So if you are a nervous speaker anyway, and you load up a bunch of boring bullet points, it's going to, you're going to lose connection with the audience. The audience isn't going to like it as much. So it's going to make you more nervous and you're more likely to forget what you want to say. And that makes it tough as well. Right. Um, and on the other hand, if the presentation has, it's, if it's got too few bullet points, then the content is going to seem kind of fluffy. It's going to be really vague. Now, there are presentations, though, that have either fewer or more than three bullet points in, in the presentation. It's just, it's just that a major portion of the types of presentations that people present in the business world, they fall into the, the three-point talk type. And you'll, you'll see why, by the way, as we, as we kind of go through the rest of the content here. But if you're designing a business presentation and your purpose is to persuade, then uh, you might look at a podcast that I did, a, 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 I would say about six months ago or so ago. It's called How to Write a Speech. So again, you can, you can look for that one in iTunes or, or Spotify or whatever you're using, or you can look up the notes on fearlesspresentations.com. Just type that into the search bar. But that blog post, that um, that podcast takes you step by step through the process of designing a really good three point talk. It's really simple, makes it really easy. Um, and you can follow that along, follow along on that. And it's, it's pretty it's pretty it, it's it's a very easy way to, to design your presentation. So um, but getting back to the, the the structure here and how you can alter the the three point talk to, you know, in some cases you might want to have four points or five points. In some cases you might have one or two points. And so the, for the rest of the, the time that I'm going to talk here, it's basically going to be about explaining what types of presentations would use the different versions of the different numbers of bullet points. So the philosophy of presenting, uh, it, my philosophy anyway, of presenting is that a few bullet points covered really, really well 
is typically a whole lot better than a lot of boring bullet points. So we encourage presenters to limit their content to about five bullet points max. So if you're delivering a one hour presentation, the max you want to present is five bullet points. Now that's five bullet points per sitting. So if you have um, uh, if you have two hours to present and cover five bullet points, take a break, come back, cover another five bullet points. And, and that's that's OK. But it really depends on the purpose as to the, the purpose of the presentation to determine how many bullet points that you really want to have. Um, so if if your purpose is to inform, you want to have more bullet points uh, and and fewer what we call impact items. The impact items items are going to be like stories, analogies, anecdotes, you know, things that are kind of fun and interesting for the audience. However, if your purpose is to entertain, which is on the which is on the other end of the spectrum, then you need to cut back on your bullet points in, in the presentation. So in these situations. Um, you'll increase the number of impact items, so stories, analogies, examples, and stuff like that. And if you want to persuade your audience, then you want a balance between the two. About an equal number of, uh, or a middle number of bullet points, maybe three. That's why we cover the three-point talk in the in the Fearless Presentations class most often, because most of the time, the types of presentations that we deliver in the business world are ones where we're trying to get people to do something differently. We're trying to sell an idea or sell a concept or sell a product or a service, something like that. So the, the if you're trying to persuade, then you need a balance between those two. Now, although some business presentations are designed just to entertain Eh, these they're pretty rare, you know, and and although there are some presenters deliver very heavy presentations, you know, heavy content presentations, those are often pretty boring. So that's why we focus a lot on the the three point talk in the in the fearless presentations class. But um, what, what, what I did was on the notes, if you go to the, the, go to fearlesspresentations.com and look at the notes, I created a diagram that is really helpful. I mean, this diagram is one of those things that you can kind of look at and it should clarify exactly how many bullet points that you should use in the specific type of presentation that you're delivering as well as, um, how much content to put in there, how long it should take you to deliver this presentation, that kind of thing. So the uh, and the the by the way, and these these things shift depending on that purpose again. So if you're looking at the chart, um, I'll kind of describe it to you if you're just listening on the podcast. But if you if you have a chance to pull this up on on the notes on fearlesspresentations.com, it can be really helpful. But on the far left hand side of the of the chart that I created are presentations that are for entertainment value or to generate an emotion. I say entertainment, but it's really to generate an emotion. The ones that are on the right side of the chart or presentation that are, that are designed for knowledge or for content. So if you're looking at the chart, um, there, there are two intersecting triangles. So one triangle depicts content, which is the number of bullet points that are covered. And the other triangle represents the, the impact ideas or the, the impact items, the, the things that are entertaining, those entertaining items that are inserted into your presentation to make it more fun and more interesting. And anytime you see those two, triangles kind of cross and, and overlap it it creates kind of a gold triangle in the middle or a gold shape in, in the middle and that's the persuasion area that's where you're being more persuasive so basically if you think about it what, what the way that i'm describing it is that on the far right hand side when you're on that side of the triangle and their purpose is, inter, is to entertain there's very few bullet points but lots of fun stuff and on the far right side, you've got lots of bullet points, not a lot of fun stuff. And so 
Um, and then when those those two and so the um, the entertainment value is going to be very high uh, on the on the left side and it's going to get lower and lower and lower as you move to the right and vice versa on the on the content. So when you're when you're putting the content to together, uh, if you're on the far right hand side, <laughs> then um, then the content's going to really high, going to be really high. And as you move left, it's, it's going to go down. So that's what, what creates kind of the triangle effect. But if you look at the diagram, it's really easy to, to kind of see this. So if you're designing a lecture or briefing, your audience really just wants content. The inter entertainment isn't really a priority in those. But if you're delivering a training session, then your audience still wants the content, but they don't want to be bored. <laughs> so they so uh, you in that situation, you'll insert more of those impact ideas and fewer bullet points. And when you're when if you're in a situation where you need to persuade your boss to make a purchase, you want to balance between content and emotion. And if you're trying to motivate your team, you know, the if you, you do a motivation, motivational speech or a pep rally of some type, an office, you know, an annual meeting or something like that, we're trying to get the team kind of pumped up. Then in that in that situation, then emotion is more important than than the content. You still want to have content. You don't want to waste your time there, but you also want to create that emotional that emotional um, appeal as well. And then finally, if you're on the far side on the on the entertainment side or the the emotional side, if you're if you're delivering a wedding toast or or maybe a eulogy or a comedy show, something like that. that. Those are situations where the emotion is way more important than the content. So, um, and by the way, if you if you want details, if you're if you're in a position where you're trying to to figure out how to write a eulogy or delivering a wedding toast, I've got uh, we've done podcasts on those. So if you just kind of go back and search, we, they're, they're, those podcasts are in there as well. Just kind of do a search, also on the the blog post as well. But um, so when you think about the different purposes now, so the, the high emotion speeches typically are going to have maybe one point or two points at most. You know, so if I'm de delivering a a, um, a wedding toast, I mean, the, the wedding toast is going to be, you know, daughter-in-law, welcome to the family or son-in-law, welcome to the family. I mean, that's going to be my main. It's, it's my one point. And I'll tell stories and examples and make it kind of fun to and and interesting and funny if um um so in those entertainment type of presentations or those emotional type of presentations then the 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 um the stories and examples are going to be most important um if you're so like for instance if you're giving a, a eulogy or an after dinner speech you, you that you you're you're only going to have one single kind of theme maybe one main item um but you might have three stories that explains that theme you know, for instance, um, a, a eulogy might have a theme like uh, my dad was a great father, right? So if you're giving your father's eulogy, then you'll likely just tell three stories about how your dad helped you become the adult that you are today. And if you're delivering an end of year company banquet uh, presentation, you know, you're, you're the, you're the CEO of a company and, and you're delivering the, you're speaking at the, the end of year company banquet. So after dinner, then uh, the theme might be a celebration of success. You know, so during that after dinner speech, you just might tell a few of the year's biggest success stories. You'll, you'll just recap briefly a few of the biggest successes that we've had as a company this year. Now, on the other side of the chart, a briefing may have five bullet points and just a few examples or stories at most. 
you know, for instance, um, at my company, we have a weekly, we have our weekly team meetings at our office. Now these meetings aren't conducted. I'm, I'm not delivering those meetings to, to try to persuade the, um, the, the team. And I'm not trying to in, really entertain them. Uh, they're, they're mainly used just to deliver important information to the team so that everybody's kind of on the same page. So when we, when we, when, when I'm organizing one of these meetings, a lot of times I'll just kind of start with a list of three to five main items that were important to the team's performance this week or since the last meeting anyway. And we, and since we don't want to waste anybody's time, each of those items are delivered in just a couple of minutes. So the entire meeting may last just 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. It's, it's really quick and easy. So I'm not going to, I'm not going, it's again, there's not a whole lot of entertainment value. Although, you know, I like to think I've, make it kind of interesting and fun. Uh, and since we don't like boring meetings, you know, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll either start the meeting or we'll end the meeting with um, with good news. So we'll let the team members kind of tell a success story or two from the week. And, and it makes the meetings more fun that way. But the, the point is, is that once you kind of know the purpose, um, you, you design your presentations based on the guide. So once you understand what the purpose of your presentation is, what is it that your audience is there for, then um, then you can actually use um, this guide as a way to, to help you get there. So the step-by-step -step guide is really simple. Start with a good title. And, and the title really should just be a summary of the result that the audience can expect. Um, if you're looking for information about that, we've done, we've done a couple of sessions on how to design a good title. So you can kind of go back and look through the, the podcast list. Um, and then step number two is once you've kind of created that good title, create your main bullet points using the guide that we've just talked about. So if you're, if you're giving a briefing, then you might just do five bullet points. And that might be, you know, 90% of your, of your meeting. If you're, um, if you're doing a more persuasive type presentation though, I would suggest maybe three bullet points, make those bullet points, things that you can prove though, that they're, they're key statements that you can prove. And then, uh, and then step number three is to insert your impact ideas to verify that each one of those bullet points are true. So in a briefing, you're probably going to use more stats and, 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 uh, facts and figures and stuff like that. But in a persuasive speech, then if you have three bullet points, then you might use a story or an example for each one of those three bullet points. And then in addition to that, insert some other type of impact idea. You might use an anecdote or you might use a, an audience participation question, or you might use an analogy or some other type of, of presentation enhancer for each one of those bullet points. If you do that, it makes it real easy. And, and by the way, if you, um, I, I just, it just kind of hit me that, we have uh, one of the most popular web pages on the Fearless Presentations website is what's called our speech creator. I think we have uh, like hundreds of people come onto the website every single week and fill out that speech creator to help them create their outlines for a presentation. So if you if you want some help kind of designing a presentation and you're using this as a guide, you can just go on. To, I, you can just type in speech creator into Google and typically the the speech creator that we created shows up as number one on, on Google.
just click that link and you can answer a few questions and it will help you kind of create one of these using the, the guide. So hopefully this is really helpful. I mean, I'm really excited to kind of share with you some of the the updates to what we've learned since I started doing the podcast. Um, if you're interested in attending one of our classes, make sure and go to fearlesspresentations.com. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the Fearless Presentations podcast, make sure and do that because uh, as, we, as we continue to grow and develop and become better and better and better at presenting, you know, some of the stuff just like this one, this this podcast, we just get better and better and better at this because we're growing and learning as we as we do this. So so welcome. Uh, thanks again for being a part of the Fearless Presentations podcast. Make sure and subscribe to the podcast. Check out our YouTube channel and we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.